Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. seventh chapter uh, verses 21 and 22 and then Luke 7 and 24 and then James 1 and 22 and then Deuteronomy 28 1 and 2 Matthew 7 21 the Bible says not everyone that saith unto me Lord Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have not we prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Let me add verse 23. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Ye that work iniquity. Luke 7 and 24. And why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? In James 1, 22nd verses. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And last but not least, in Deuteronomy 28th chapter, Moses is sharing some things via the Lord speaking. In Deuteronomy's 28th chapter, verses 1 and 2, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Eternal God, we are so grateful and thankful to you today for assembling us here on today. Many may not be aware of it, but this service was designed, tailor-made for us. If you're here, it's for you today. God wants you to receive what thus saith the Lord through the word of God. Lord, help me, your servant, be found decreasing as we watch you increase in this place. And if there are those that are amongst us that have never been born again of the water and of the spirit, in other words, they've never repented of their sins nor have been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let them see today is the day. Father, as always, please lend me your anointing. 
because it's through your anointing that every yoke and fetter is destroyed. And Lord, we just thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Everyone say in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, just please let me read this scripture in your hearing. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. I want to minister to you from the thought, hearing and doing equals blessings. Hearing and doing equals what? Talk back to the preacher now. Hearing and doing. Hearing and doing equals blessings. And let me simply say this. Hearing and doing goes together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and got, any, anybody like peanut butter and jelly? You know, they, that PJ. Yeah, I mean, and if you love it like that, you understand that it's kind of rough just eating a peanut butter sandwich. It's kind of rough just eating a jam or jelly sandwich. But good God Almighty, when you put both of them together, you got a PJ sandwich, and I'm telling you what, you, you can go to town on it. Well, I just wanted to say that to tell you that hearing and doing go together. You see, hearing and doing, they do equal blessings. Ah, uh, Maybe I can help you. How many of you out there remember the game Simon Says? And even better yet, how it felt when you played it. And especially if you were the last man standing, because that was represented you were the winner, right? Well, the rules of that game, they went something like this. You get a group of people, you line them up, and then there would be one designated person who would call out the commands or the instructions, and also they would act them out. However, before each commandment, the designator would say, Simon says. Simon says, do this. Simon says, do that. Simon says. And then you'd follow his or her command. Amen? But if you did any action or any motion before or prior to he or her first saying, Simon says then you were disqualified from the game, right? Hence, the last person standing is declared the, declared the, why? Because they did what Simon said. You see, the bottom line of this whole thing is whatever Simon says for you to do, do it. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, what does that got to do with anything? Well, it has everything to do with what I'm trying to get across to you today in this message. You see, God tells us to obey his word. Somebody ought to say amen on that. Amen. God tells us to obey his word. And in doing that, when we, got, when we obey his word and we don't deviate from it, because any act of deviation brings a consequence that follows your disobedience. All right, maybe you can get it like this. Try thinking of it like this. 
Instead of Simon says, God says. <laughs> now, God says, observe and to do all of his commandments. I put emphasis on the word all of his commandments, which I command you this day. And by obeying his word, the blessings of God shall come and overtake you. Man, I don't know about you, but I would sure like to be overtaken by the blessings of God right about now. Uh, on October the 30th, 2018, I could stand to be overtaken by the blessings of God. Do you know what it means when you're overtaken? You're overwhelmed. You can't do nothing about it. Man, I would love to be in that position. But the only way that happens is if I do what God says. Oh, I wish I could get me somebody to agree with me on that. You see... At times, literally, at times, walking in obedience to God's word feels mostly like sacrifice. But there are some blessings and some rewards that follow when we are obedient to the voice of the Lord and submit to his will. That will is indeed in the word of God. People say, I sure want to know the will of God. Well, get in the word of God. (laughs) It's no secret what God will do. What he does for one, he'll do for you. But you've got to be in the word of God. You've got to be a hearer and plus a doer. So we, we've got to, to take this thing seriously. We've got to understand that there's blessings and rewards that will follow when we are obedient to the voice of the Lord and we submit unto his will. One Bible definition of hearing says this true hearing or obedience involves the physical hearing that inspires the hearer and a belief or trust that in turn motivates the hearer to act accordingly with the words said if if i had to give one example there's probably many more we could choose from. But if I had to give an example, there's no greater example of someone who understood the principles. Somebody say the principles. The principles of hearing and doing. That would be a man by the name of Noah. You see, God told Noah to build an ark. He didn't just say build an ark, but he told him how to build the ark. Noah's going to be asked to do something that it will take faith, number one. It will take faith in what you heard was going to come to pass. It was going to take faith because prior to this, speaking of an ark, I can imagine Noah saying, what in the world is an ark? And God told him, I want you to build an ark. And this is the reason why it's going to rain. Now, I can see Noah really bad. <laughs> rain? What? what in the world is rain? You see, my brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, prior to the flood, God did not water the earth by rain like we see. Plants were not watered by rain. There was a mist that came down and a mist that came from under. And so rain was a foreign thought. God said, I want you to build an ark because it's going to rain. You better get ready. You better get right. So Noah began to say, okay, you told me something that I didn't know, an ark. Now, how do one go about building an ark? I want you to use some gopher wood. Gopher wood was a very, very sturdy wood in those days. 
said, I want you to use some gopher wood. Now, don't forget, we're talking about hearing and doing. Now, if that was some of us, you know what we say? Man, I'm going down to Home Depot, get me some plywood. Give me some particle board. Always trying to cut corners. God say do this. You say, uh-uh, I'm doing that. I'm doing me. I'm doing the way I want to do it. But that, we, we don't see that happening. Noah, Noah, I want you to use gopher wood. And he said, I want you to pitch it from without and from within. See, God, he already knows everything that you're going to encounter. He knows the storms that you're going to encounter. That's why he said, when you pitch it from without and within with gopher wood, there's going to be a buoyancy. That means the human mind cannot imagine this huge ark floating. But because you pitched it from without and within, it's going to float. He said, I'm going to give you some dimensions. I I want you to, to build it with these dimensions in mind. I want these dimensions to be 300 cubics. That's 450 feet long. Football field is 100 yards. Is that correct? So we at least got four football fields long. If you ever want to see what that looks like, next time you go on your family outing, go to Kentucky. They have a full-scale model of Noah's Ark. You know, because sometimes you can't phantom something. But it's 450 feet long. Then he says 50 cubics. That's the width, 75 feet. And 30 cubics high, that's 45 feet. I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, Noah understood the principle of hearing and doing. I want you to go to the book of James, start at verse 22. And as she's getting that, James, he he was somebody that he understood principles of doing of hearing and doing he knew just how to to move us in a direction how to hear and how to do james 1 and 22 please read but be ye doers of the word but be ye doers of the word doers you have to do something you just can't sit here sunday after sunday wednesday after wednesday And do nothing with what you hear. And not hearers only. Not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Wait a minute. Deceiving your own self. Just stay there. Here's another rendering. Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. The idea of listening refers to someone who sits in an audience passively we have different people that make up congregations every sunday but i submit to you that there are some people that sit and passively listen don't mind me i'm just hearing the word they passively listen to what is being said but james continues do what it says doing is more than a one-time act of obedience somebody say is more than one and done It implies being a continual doer. You see, T-H on the end of any biblical word means to continue. James says you've got to be obedient. You have to comply. You've got to be continually doing it. It's not a mindless act, but rather obeying with all of your being, spirit, soul, and mind. And emotions. 
James isn't just saying do it, but to be a doer. A man by the name of John MacArthur, he's a, a very prolific writer, Bible teacher. And he says this. He compares listening without doing to auditing a class in college. Let me, let me ask a question. How many of y'all have had an experience in college? How many of you know that it takes money to go to college? That's why I'm so glad my daughter paid her way to school. Because my daughter is a career student, y'all. She is a career student. I mean, by now, Pop would be broke. She changed her major a couple times, went to different schools. But the thing I got to applaud her, thank you, Jesus, she's graduating in December. And she paid for it herself. But I said all of that to say, now, just think about this. You're enrolling in college, but you're auditing it. And as an auditor, you enroll, you pay all of the tuition and the fees for it, and you attend classes. However, you do not take tests, turn in papers, or complete any assignment. In other words, you listen throughout the course, but you don't do anything with what you hear. Hmm. There's no accountability in that. Somebody say no accountability. And therefore, no credit for the course that you've taken. So what James is simply warning us to avoid becoming a spiritual auditor where we hear what God's words say, but don't act. Don't do nothing. I, listen, I've always been saved. I used to like James Brown. One of the songs he made was talking loud and saying nothing. There's a lot of church folk. You just yang, 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 talk loud. But your action, see, I, I said it once, but it's worth reiterating. People are tired of hearing your sermon. They say, show me. You see, Missouri is the show me state. Anybody from Missouri, first thing they say, well, show me. That's what the world is saying. Well, show me how to live holy. Don't just talk it. Just help me. Model it for me. Put some flesh on it and walk it out. So I know how to live right. Hearing and doing equals, I'm, I'm saying to you, as we look at James, he's saying some things. But be ye doers of the word. But be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. And not hearers only. Deceiving your own self. See, you deceive your own self. When we do become spiritual auditors, we deceive ourselves. James, he, he's expounding on the idea of self-deception. That's bad when you deceive yourself. But you, you're, you're deceiving yourself. Let me give you the illustration that he gives. For if any be a hearer of the word uh-huh. and not a doer. Now, now this is the difference. I'm differentiating the hearer and the doer. Read. He is like unto a man. He is like a man. Beholding his natural face in a glass. Beholding his natural face in a glass. Now, a lot of times when we look at that, we get the translation, a mirror. Well, back in biblical days, my brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, they didn't have mirrors. So what they had was brass. They had silver or gold, depending on how rich you were. And what they would do was they would shine it up to the point where they could see themselves. 
but it wasn't clear. It, it wasn't really distinct. And so what they would have to do is really get in and look. When's the last time you looked at yourself spiritually and do a spiritual examination? of What you say differs from how you live. For he beholding himself mm-hmm. and go of his way. Now he goes his way. And straightway, straightway, forget of what manner of man he was. He forgot where and who he was. Brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, please don't ever get to the point where you forget where you came from. Some of us, I mean, seriously, God has done some great things for us and continues to do some. But in order for you to still be blessed, you've got to hear and do. Because that equals blessings. But the moment you think you have arrived, you know, some of us, we get that way. We get a couple coins in our pocket. (laughs) And we think, guess what? I made it. Man, look at my house. Look at all my, man, I got a 70-inch flat screen. Man, I got leather, man. I got, okay. And you see, he, he, he forgot what he looked like in that mirror. Or in that glass. He, he forgot what manner of man he was. I, I don't ever want to forget where the Lord brought me from. I don't want to forget that I was brought up on surplus cheese. I don't want to forget I was in the projects. I don't want to forget my mother was on welfare. I don't want to forget. But this man beholds himself. Walks away and forget what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Wait a minute. The perfect law of liberty. I want to submit to you and suggest to others. The word of God is perfect. It is the unadulterated word of truth. I'm tired of folk saying the Bible was written by. You fill in the blank. Keep you under bondage. Can, can I dispel something real quick? Like, first of all, if your God has to have a color, question on the floor is, what color is that? And if you put a color on them, does that mean that's the only color that's right? Better yet, let me, let me say for all of you enthusiasts that, that feel now I, I'm grown and, and I'm understanding that it, it was black people in the Bible that did this and did that. Okay, not a problem. Historically, we can say that. We can go back in Revelations and when he says, my hair is as wool, my feet is as brass. That means not a head and black feet. But my question to you is, sir, ma'am, what does that have to do with anything? You see, I'm trying to make this plain. Let's just say we're all drowning. You're drowning. Matter of fact, you're going down for the last time. Blah, 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 blah. And somebody reaches their hand out to you to save you, to deliver you, to bring you up and out. Question on the floor. Do you look at the color of that hand? Do you say, I don't know about you, you know. If you're sitting there saying you will, you're lying. I'll tell you that. The devil is a liar. You lying if you say that. Because it doesn't matter what color the Savior is. It doesn't matter what his skin texture is, his hair texture. It doesn't matter. What matters is God so loved the world. I'm a part of that world. 
And he loved me enough to die for me. Stop that foolishness. When we look into the perfect law, what that is saying, this word, it is perfect. Yes, God used imperfect people to write it. But don't get it twisted. He knew all about it. The King James Version is the most acclaimed version in the most read Bible. But some people say, I can't read it. I can't get with that, the these and the thous. Newsflash is written on a sixth grade level. So let me help you. There's other translations then. If you don't want to read the Shakespearean language in the King James Version. But you need to read the word. He said, when you look into the perfect, read, read that again, please. But whoso look but, of, but whoso what? Looketh into the perfect law of liberty. It is your responsibility. It's not the preacher to look into it, to dig it out. Watch this. What he's simply saying, the word here looks, is a strong word. And he's using it like a miner digging out gold or panning for gold. You think those miners back in those days when they were at the river stream and they were panning out gold had time to waste? They would scrutinize every grain that came on it. They would look and make sure it's gold. Gold. Are you making sure when you read the word of God? Are you looking at it as the perfect unchangeable word of God. He being not a forgetful hearer being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of a the work but a doer. A what? But a doer. You see it's all about doing. If y'all put me on the timer nine times on ten I'm going to go over today. But, but let me rest assured let you rest assured. Why would you come and sit in a place for 35, 40 minutes an hour and just sit there and listen. Be a passive listener. And at the conclusion of it, not do what you heard. How many times have you heard this preacher say, according to the word of God, in order to make it into heaven, you've got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. You've got to repent of your sin. You've got to realize God is not wanting you to live a sinful life. And you've got to turn away from it. How many times have you heard him in the word say, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's all stuff you heard, but you haven't done it yet. I put emphasis on the word yet. Because I'm believing it's going to convict you and convince you and utterly convert you. Read. But a doer of the work, this man shall. But a doer of the work, you've got to do the work if you want the payday. We used to sing this song. Get your time in. Payday is coming after what? Get your time in. Payday is coming after Get your time in. Wait a minute. Some of y'all, y'all expect to go into heaven and your time card is blank. But this man 
he recognizes, I'm going to look into the perfect law of liberty. I'm going to remember from whence I came, and I'm going to put the work in. This man, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Shall deed. be what? Blessed in his deeds. You see, hearing and doing equals blessing. Talk back to me. See, when you hear it, then you do it. There's blessings that follow. Get Matthew 7 for me. Now, I've given you the text from that particular scripture, but it is needful for me to give you the context and how it all came to be. Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse number 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate. Uh-huh. For wide is the gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way. And broad is the way. That leadeth to destruction. That leadeth to destruction. Now, let me help, help somebody right now. This way is narrow. This way is straight. Now, there is another road. It's the broad road. <laughs> but the Bible says that that leads to destruction. And, and this is what we say. Well, pastor, you know, we live in a different age. You old school. But, but today, pastor, everybody doing this. Even the church folk. Oh, yeah. Pastor, come on. Now we could take a little drink. Come on, pastor. Ain't nothing wrong with partying. And pastor, you know I, I you know what I listen to. That's what's up, pastor. But what 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 does the scripture say? Is is a narrow way that we travel and it's straight. And many there be which go in their act. Mm -hmm. Because straight is the gate yep. and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. To life. Anybody want eternal life? Yes. Then you got to stay on the straight and narrow. Read. And few there be that find it. Oh, wait a minute. See, some of y'all think the numbers, because everybody's doing it. And let me just dispel that. You're painting with a real broad brush when you say everybody is doing it. It's some people that are not saved that don't drink, don't smoke, and don't curse. I'm looking at everybody in the face in case you wanted a above. So now, what's the problem with a saved person? Hearing and doing. Beware of false prophets. Beware of false prophets. Which come to you in sheep's clothing. Listen, listen how they come now. Every brother ain't a brother. And every sister ain't a sister. Every brother ain't a brother. People that come to church, everybody that say they a Christian is not a Christian. They have their own brand of Christianity. Let me say to you, please hear me and hear me clearly. The Bible says, and, and we'll look at it a little bit, but it's by their fruits you shall know them. That's how I know when I'm going to get an apple tree from an apple that it's an apple tree. Now, I'm kind of leery now. It's an apple tree. I know it's an apple tree, but um, a mango is dangling. Something's wrong. I know I'm at the right orchard because I see all of these apple trees, but this one tree, <laughs> I guess he's I'm going to be different. But inwardly, they are ravening wolves. I, I said that. Let me go back. These come in sheep's clothing, and I want to preference what I said. Every brother's not a brother. Every sister's not a sister. Everybody comes in here dressed in a suit, whatever. That doesn't mean anything. They're, they're, in, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. But inwardly, somebody said God looks on the heart. <laughs> See, that, that's why people stop saying this phrase. The Lord knows my heart. Do you realize what you're saying? You're saying that the God 
of creation really knows your heart. And some things that come out of your mouth is a result of your heart. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaketh. So stop telling me when we're talking, you curse, say, oh, excuse me, pastor. No, I ain't excusing you because that's in your heart. You ain't always had running water in your houses. Way back in the day, there was what they call a well. And you had to go out and get that well, get the water out of the well. How many of you know if you drop that bucket and you turn and turn and turn and that bucket came up and nothing's in there? Guess what? What's ever in that well going to come out of that well. If there's not nothing in there, nothing's going to come out. So out of your abundance in your heart, your mouth speaks what's inside of you. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Now, this is how we know. Some of you seem to be oblivious how we can tell the truth from non-truth. From the Christian, from the professing Christian, but not possessing Christian. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Now, Jesus is using a parable here. He's using the known things of that day to bring out a spiritual application. Read. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. Uh-huh. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. It is impossible for it to be a good fruit tree and bring forth evil and vice versa. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down. And Wait a minute. Is what? Hewn down. Hewn down. That means he's saying, you know what? You're good for nothing. And I'm going to cut you down. I don't need you perpetrating to be a Christian. I don't need you to be false advertising. So what I'm going to do is cut you down. And cast into the fire. Oh, wait a minute. He ain't going to just cut you down. But he's going to make sure. Burn, baby, burn. Wherefore... By their fruits, ye shall know them. This is how we know, by their fruit. Yes, sir, yes, ma'am, you are an official fruit inspector. You're not judging people. Listen, when you come up in me, come up to my face, praise the Lord, Pastor. Your fruit is saying something wrong. You can't come in my face and just finish smoking a joint and think that I'm oblivious to what it smells like. Hey, newsflash, I ain't always been saved. I know what that stuff smelled like. It still smelled the same. 30 years later, by their fruits, you shall know them. See, that's the indicator. Not everyone that saith unto me. Now, this is where I want to get to. I'm almost done. Not everyone that saith unto me what? Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord. Shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. See, we got this thing twisted. We think that we can come to church whenever we come to church, and that solidifies that you're going to heaven. Newsflash, if you're not born again of the water and of the spirit, this is not coming from the book of Gerald Haynes. This is coming from the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand upon it. Somebody said, well, what about my mother? What about my father? I don't have nothing to do with that. If there's any exceptions to be made, he'll make them. All I go is by what that Bible says. You need it. Many will say to me in that day. Many will say unto me that day. 
Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied? Doesn't that phrase, Lord, Lord, sound familiar? Hmm, yeah, I remember that. It was uh, five wise and five foolish virgins. And, uh, they all had lamps, and they all went to sleep. And five of them, their lamps went out, and five of them, their lamps were good to go. And they went in to the marriage supper. But the other five didn't have any oil. And so they came knocking on the door. Hey, it's me, Lord. <laughs> Ran out of oil, man. Can you help me? They were saying, Lord, Lord. You know what? They didn't get in. Lord, Lord, what? Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not prophesied in your name? And in thy wait, name. Wait, 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 time out. That's a good thing. They was prophesying in the Lord's name. And what? And in thy name have cast out devils. Can you imagine in Jesus' name? You use his name. And it came out. Why, certainly. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. And in thy name done many wonderful works. All of these works I've done. And then will I profess unto them. Now, this is what the Lord is going to profess unto them. I never knew you. Wait a minute. That's got to be a blow to your ego. Because you thought you came in here and drop a little something, something in here. Lifted up your hands and worship. Every now and then, a tear trickled down. You good, right? What did he say? I never knew you. Wait a minute. Never? Never knew me? Lord, it's me. You know, it's me. Have mercy, Lord, it's me. He said, I never. That means I didn't acknowledge one iota that you've done. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Mm, that's got to be the last thing that you want to hear when you're about to enter into heaven. And all of a sudden, I don't know how they post it. Maybe it was Gabriel or Michael at the gates. I don't know. They say, oh, can't come in. What you mean I can't come in? I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I done miracles in your Sorry. Maybe the line went like this. Too bad. So sad. You didn't hear and do. You only were a hearer. Therefore, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. See, see, now, this is it. Now, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, what? And doeth them. And, oh, 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 listen. Not only did I hear them, but I put action to it. I put flesh on the word that I heard on Sunday. Read. I will liken him unto a wise man. This is how I'm going to compare him. I'm liking him unto a wise man. See, wise people, they learn the lessons of life. Some of you have been going through some stuff and you keep going again and again and again through it because you haven't learned the lesson of life. You hadn't learned not just being a hearer, but I must be a doer if I want the blessing to follow me. Read. Which built his house upon a rock. Okay, see, you got to build your house upon the rock of obedience. He built it. On, if you ever go and build a house and the builder tells you, oh, don't worry about it. We're just going to put it right here on this dirt. Just like this. We, we ain't going to do nothing but from here. I'm going to tell you right now, you will be a foolish person to pay that contractor money. And the rains descended and, and the floods came. Wait a minute. Just because you are obedient to the word of God doesn't mean that it's not going to rain. 
in each life, some rain must fall. Oh, are y'all getting quiet now? Like, don't you know that some of those people in the flood in Wilmington and Fayetteville and the other places, they were Christians. They were believers like you and I. God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Good people, Christian people have to deal with what happened. It doesn't change the fact that God is God. <laughs> doesn't change the fact that he's able to do great things for them even now. So listen to what happens. Although he built his house on the rock of obedience, the rain is going to come. What else is going to come? And the rains descended. The rains descended. And the floods came. And the floods came. And the winds blew. And the wind. Listen, we are not exempt. From these things happening. And beat upon that house. And oh man. It tried to knock that house down. And it fell not. But it what? Fell not. Wait a minute. Rain descended. Winds blew. And it was beat upon. But then it goes and says. And fell not. And fell not. (laughs) You know why I didn't fall? For it was founded upon a rock. Because what? It was founded upon a rock. The rock of obedience will cause your house to stand. Glory be to God. Now let me get this other example. Read. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine mm-hmm. and doeth them not. Okay, now this is for the person. You hear this message today. You're hearing me and you're doing not. This is what's going to happen. Shall be likened unto a foolish man. Oh, wait a he said he's going to liken you to a foolish man. Reminds me of that farmer that had this epiphany. I'm going to build me greater barns. I'm going to tear down my old ones, and I'm going to build me some bigger ones. The Bible said the Lord came to him that night and said, you fool. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? He, he's comparing him. He says, he's like a foolish man. Read. Which built his house upon the sand. Built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended. Now, in the same situation, you're going to get some rain in your life. Read. And the floods came. And the floods going to come. And the winds blew. And the winds blew. And beat upon that house. And beat upon your house. And what? And it fell. And what? And it fell. And it what? And it fell. Oh, there was no stability there. There was no foundation there. There was no truth there. There was no obedience there. So guess what happened? It fell. And then you don't have to read God bless you. And it says great was the loss. I don't know about you, but I can't afford to lose another thing. In your own time, I'm closing with Deuteronomy. You have a propensity to get excited for those Bible scholars that read Deuteronomy 28. It's 64 verses. But the next time you read it, don't stop when he says... I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. You're going to be above and not beneath. And, and yet, you, know, you know, we keep on going. And we get excited. Oh, yes. But you know what? It don't stop at the 15th verse. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me. Let, you, you know, you know. Let me go back. It says in 1, 28 and 1. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And to observe. In other words, to do. To put some action behind it. And to do all 
his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all of the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So these blessings are conditional. They are conditioned upon the fact if you go hear me, do what I tell you. And then when we read down, we're excited. Oh, yes, we are. We are excited. I'm going to be the head, not the tail. I'm going to be above and not beneath. You're going to bless my going in and my coming out. I'm going to have cattle. And we get excited. But please, sir, ma'am, hear me in my closing. It says, and the Lord shall make thee the head, not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day. To the right hand or to the left. To go after other little G.O.D.s to serve them. Verse 15 is where you need to pick up when you do your private reading. But it shall come to pass. Somebody say that means it's a sure thing. If thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. When you do your study tonight of Deuteronomy 28, read it. 68 verses. How many of those verses you think contain, if you don't do curses? It's, it's actually 44 verses of curses out of 68. Do the math. It's only 24 left. And all 24 is not blessings. It's just some stuff that he says. And then it goes to the blessings. So, sir, ma'am, in my closing, are you a hearer and not a doer? Are you willing to have all of the curses? He says in another verse, I set before you this day, life and death. Choose ye which is your pleasure. Thank you, Father. I got to give you thanks. Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I got to give you praise. Because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God, and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive. And with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise.